Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi. Before we get into the show, a super quick reminder. When you leave ratings and reviews for our show, it helps us so much. Even if you don't feel like writing out a review, if you just push those stars buttons, give us a strong review, it helps other people find us. And that is so good for us. Thank you so much for all of your support. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazer. And I'm Erica Cerullo. If you want more where this came from and want to support us in general, head to a thing or two hq.com and sign up for Secret Menu, which will get you weekly access to members-only content. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything at all, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two hq. Do you notice how in the script it says to share your thoughts on this episode or anything, really leave us a voicemail, which I wrote and I've never once read it like that. <laughs> Every time I'm really committed to just improving that one bit. Everything of it. else is just canned, but not that. Yeah, couldn't possibly. Exactly. <laughs> couldn't possibly. Oh my gosh. We haven't recorded in a little bit because we've both been traveling. Mm-hmm. And while we were traveling, the SCOTUS decisions came down and it really way to ruin a trip. Yeah, listen, way to ruin a lot of things, Claire. Way, yeah. <laughs> way to ruin lives. No, just our trips. That was the only, it was, <laughs> the we only were the only two people impacted. The only casualties was, yeah, in this exactly. were our travels. Yeah, we were both on like family trips of sorts. And like, see how we keep using the word trips? That's intentional <laughs> because here's something mm-hmm. that happened. So Thomas and I took this trip to visit an older relative And in planning this, he was like, he, at some point he was like, this is a trip, not a vacation. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, having that framework was so deeply helpful for me. Like, I can't Mm -hmm. believe how helpful it was for me to frame it this way and to revisit that framing and Mm -hmm. to just like, to like one, set my expectations and two, manage them. Yes. It's a really common axiom in parenting media because you're constantly reminded that when you're traveling with your kids, it's not a vacation, it's a trip. (laughs) Do you think that Thomas is reading like parenting blogs? Well, I don't want to say that like the the parenting media invented the term, but it definitely gets bandied about there a lot. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. (laughs) I think it just really helped me to know going into this that if there was something fun, that was like Mm -hmm. a pleasant surprise. That was like exceeding expectations. Mm -hmm. And who doesn't love to have their expectations exceeded? I, so my trip was, it was like a family vacation basically, but I was not involved in planning it at all. My parents were sort of organized the the trip. There were parts where we were seeing extended families, in-laws, like in-laws of in-laws. It was a whole thing. And so I was very much just like, we're showing up and I, and we're, it's super special. We're going to Italy. I'm really excited about that, but I actually am not going to plan anything. You're not in the driver's seat of this. no, no. For me, and I, there were certain things that I was dreading probably is, 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 a, is an word. appropriate word. Or yeah. just like, we're concerned about that. I was like, oh God, that thing could go really wrong or like that could be tough or whatever. And in addition to that, I was also just like, I'm not going to try to like plan this around my needs, wants, desires beyond just like wanting to not make it impossible to do with a toddler. I found it so freeing once I was there because I just been on a vacation that was like my vacation that I planned. And I do this thing whenever I'm going on a vacation where I'm really excited about that's not just to a beach where I'm like, I, 
have to see all these things. I mean, everybody does this where you're yeah. like, I know it's vacation, but we got to wake up at 7 a.m. and because we got to see and shop and eat everything. And because I didn't have any of that, it was so freeing and relaxing to just not have any expectations because, you know, as you like to say, you can't fall off the floor. I was so happy anytime anything went right. I was so happy with like small pleasantries. I felt no pressure to like do the things because I didn't, I was like nothing, the things aren't going to happen. So if I get to do any of them, great. When I ate something delicious, it was a thrill, you know? Yeah. Like that's like, yeah. The other thing I think it helped me with was in knowing that it was a trip, I could start to think about or get ahead of the ways in which it might be draining and mm. what I could do to support that. So on this trip, we sort of, I the thing that I did program in was like a two-day getaway sort of in the mm. middle of this week-long visit. And it was such a nice break. It was like we got the weekend to like recharge and come back yeah. and be fresh and like, you know, jump back into what it is like to hang out with, you know, an older relative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say it did, remi- like for me, my big takeaway from it was being like, I need to plan more vacations where I can't have a lot of expectations. Uh-huh, like though uh-huh. that's an important uh-huh, type uh-huh. of vacation with a capital V because yes. going on this trip where I had no expectations was so pleasant in that way. And I feel like, it's nice once a year to have even just like a long weekend where you're going, whether it's like somewhere remote in the woods in a cabin or you're going to a tropical resort where there's nothing to do but sit on the beach. Those types of things where you're like, I'm not going to try to do anything because there's only this one thing to do. It's actually really nice. It kind of comes back to the obligation episode from last Mm -hmm. year that we just re-aired over the 4th that like travel starts, you know, all these things will start becoming obligations. Yes. Like this like pressure to see and do and like oh, all God, of that. Oh God, so true. Yeah. I, yes, it is big. I I spent a lot of time thinking about that on this trip because you and I talk about, you know, so much of the content that we publish is based on our own personal experiences and it can become stressful to be like, now my vacation also has to live up to being something that I can like write a Share travel about guide about. In this way. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I don't, post on social nearly as much as I used to. So I don't feel that sort of pressure anymore. But it, but I do really start to resent the pressure to be like, oh, I have to like share this thing. And it has to like be something that is like worthwhile to know about for other people. And But I think I, everybody I, feels that too. Yeah, Just this sense yeah. of like, if I'm going to this place, I'm obligated to see yes. this site. Thank you so much to Athletic Greens for sponsoring today's episode. I have been, I feel like I've been making up for a lot of lost travel time in the last uh, several months. And one of the things that I forgot about uh, packing is the thing that I do where I put like 17 mixed vitamins in a Ziploc baggie Mm, uh, and tell myself that I'm going to take them all. And then I come Mm -hmm. home and it's all like dusty and I can't remember what's what. Yeah. And some of them have like kind of tried to poke their way out of the bag to escape. Yeah. No, I know. I know. And it's always so optimistic of like, yeah, I'm going to take this multivitamin every day. Well, you also never feel like you're 120 more than like pulling that bag out of your suitcase. (laughs) Because there's also just like, I'm not, I don't have a pill, like a proper pill case for this. I have to say when I went to do this, this incredibly optimistic routine this time around, I was so excited to remember that Athletic Greens makes those little like travel pack tubes. Do you know Mm, the little like, they're like pixie stick tubes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, And I have to say, I took so many more of them on vacation than I normally, like I actually use them on vacation. Cause you also like, weren't depressed opening them. <laughs> yes. Mm. And I just had them in my purse. So at breakfast, I would just be like, Oh, I'll throw this in this water and like stir it around totally. or whatever. Yeah. Totally. I these, these, these are a genius travel nutrition, uh, solution. Totally. With one delicious scoop of AG1 or one packet, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, all that stuff. It's compliant with all sorts of diets, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, all those things. Your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is that vitamin that I feel like we're always being told we don't get enough of and that is very hard to absorb. The cost of AG1 breaks down to less than $3 a day. So you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. 
Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and five free travel packs, the ones Claire traveled with, with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash a thing or two. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash a thing or two to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you so much to Bombas for sponsoring today's episode. Bombas's mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you are also giving to someone in need. I gotta say, Bombas has been so hyped for so long and it turns out to be one of those companies where the product just actually lives up to the hype. I remember when they launched and everybody was like, it's the Warby Parker of socks. Like it's like these great, amazing, the best socks, the best socks. Game changing, game changing. And I was just like, how amazing could they be? Turns out they're great. And now they're expanded well beyond socks. People love them. I also have to say in the never ending quest that we all have to have to get no-show socks that don't slip down and ruin your day. Mm-hmm. This is like the gold standard of no-show socks. Totally, totally, which is huge. Yes. Bombas designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a cozy feel. There's a pair of Bombas socks for everything you do. They come in tons of options, like comfy for performance styles made with sweat-wicking yarns, which means your feet stay cool while the rest of you works up a sweat. Bombas no-show socks are designed for comfort while being specifically engineered to never fall down. So let your ankles be free to soak up the sunlight. Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and the perfect weight so they hang just right. Bombas underwear is so breathable and fits so well, it makes you feel like you're wearing nothing at all, in a good way. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy. So far, Bombas customers like you have helped donate over 50 million items of essential clothing. Go to bombas.com slash a thing or two and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S.com com slash a thing or two for 20% off bombas.com slash a thing or two. And action. Hey everyone. I'm Sarah Gretzky. And I'm Natalie Buck. And together we are the Net Chicks. We're here to talk anything and everything on screen, including what your favorite celebs are up to. And if you want to know what shows we are absolutely loving and hating, well, thank God, because we will be unpacking for you every single Thursday. So grab your Netflix and some popcorn because the chicks are coming. And scene. We have such a good guest thingies today. Oh my gosh. I have a warm feeling in my heart just thinking about it. So today's guest is Lauren Sherman, who is the chief correspondent at the Business of Fashion and the host of this wonderful and quick new podcast called The Debrief. It is just, it like has very much gotten us up to speed on fashion things that I feel like I felt sort of out of the loop on before. I have been so grateful for it because I obviously follow Lauren on social and and we subscribe to Business of Fashion, but I feel like I get a lot of flyby headlines where I have the very kernel of an idea. Real but I tip don't, of the iceberg yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then I never get around to reading the thing. And I feel very sort of like, I, kn- I think I should know about that thing with Balenciaga, but I don't. And these these podcast episodes are really short and they're really good. And I just feel in the know. And Lauren is a really big proponent of this idea that fashion is important and it's important to understand it because it will teach you so much about other stuff going on in the world. And I actually think this podcast is a really good lens into that point of view of learning about how luxury brands are courting the really, really high spenders and what a really, really high spender means to them gives you this sense of the economy and this Uh, angle on it in a way that you wouldn't get it otherwise. So to me, it feels like a really good encapsulation of that idea of like, this stuff actually is important and it's a really interesting angle into things we all should know and care about. How the world works. How the world Mm -hmm. works. Lauren Mm -hmm. is also working on a book about Victoria's Secret that we are so, so excited about with the lovely Chantel Fernandez. And she's also, I dare say, the best friend of the pod. Oh, yeah. She's like the number one, you know, like listener of this podcast and responds to it weekly incredibly loyal listener goes deep with us for sure goes on all deep. this. All right, mm-hmm. let's bring her on. Hi, Lauren Sherman. Hi. How's it going? It's going well. Thank you for having me today. Oh we're my gosh, so we're excited. so thrilled. Were we're you so our thrilled. first ever podcast guest? I think you were. I remember being in that back recording. Shipping, it was a shipping container. It was a shipping <laughs> container. Technically. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> 
It was a shipping container attached to Roberta's that was also an internet radio station where we started recording our podcast. And I'm almost positive that you were our first guest. We definitely talked about activewear. Active <laughs> because it, activewear was an emerging trend. That. It was yes. like 2015. And we were like, mm-hmm. what is happening yes. with this? Yeah. I don't know if we even had the word athleisure yet as a society. I don't know if we did. Wow. <laughs> I wow. think we, we did. I think we did. But I, I would like to listen to it and see if my insights were any different then. Yeah, what they are now. now. Yeah. <laughs> and now you have your own podcast. I do. And I well, also you you had like, a podcast even before we had one, to be fair. It's not as if you're new to this. I you do are have true a, to this. I do have a long running podcast with my husband that we now record once every six months or so. I love uh, it. I love it personally. About the needle in the mouse. It's it's just us talking. It's and delightful. We have about five very loyal listeners, which I appreciate. <laughs> but I was going to on this podcast. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I was going to say, I feel like my official title for your podcast should be Ghost Host <laughs> because of the fact that I call in and leave the voice memos for you two every time just to give you my feedback. And every Monday we get voice, we get voice memos from you and it's a joy. It's but like it, clockwork. I love it. Every night when I, every Monday when I'm like making dinner, I'm like, here comes Lauren's voice memos. I love that you love it. <laughs> but you don't leave them on our official voicemail line. So we can't play no. them on, but they're wonderful. They're a they're, true gift. They're, they're private definitely and personal. personal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're very personal. Anytime. I or my husband, Dan, are mentioned on the podcast. Which is often. I It's another point for me. <laughs> I got in. But I, I do feel like it's just such, it's such a great podcast because of the fact that you are my friends and it's nice to have a chat with you every week, even if I can't fully participate in it. And I learn so much. That, I mean, that's extremely kind of you. I yeah. learned so much from your podcast, which I, I'm always upset that I can't read every single thing you write. And your podcast has been a nice way for me to feel less upset about that because I feel like I get the, the key points. And it's well, quick. I also think that Claire and I have talked about the fact that it feels harder to keep up with what's happening in fashion now than it once was. Yes. And I like hearing the conversation about it. So it's not even, you know, I lo- like it's nice to see the news pieces. It's nice to read headlines. It's nice to like get it that way. But then to hear different opinions in the back and forth is just a different experience because it's just like not something Claire and I are immersed in at this point. Exactly. Totally. It It's definitely for, we use this jargon at BOF prosumer. I don't know if you've heard of this. Mm, I haven't, but I love it. So the idea is obviously we're a trade publication. It costs a lot of money to subscribe. And if you work somewhere or you're a freelancer and you can write it off and you are entrenched in the industry, it makes sense to have a subscription, but not everybody is at that point. And so what we're trying to do with this is pull out the story of the week that the big it, idea piece is yeah. sort of, yeah, that you can highlight in the debrief. Exactly. And and break down why it was important. And also, 100%, you don't, even if you are a subscriber and you see the newsletter every day, to be able to hear something and while, while you're driving, that is... And, and I've been trying to choose stories that are really zoom out and, and have bigger implications other than just exactly what's happening this week or what have you. Like we did one on Chanel eventually is planning to open private boutiques for high spending customers. And that was a big headline and a very big story, but also it has long-term implications. We're going to be writing about that forever. I'm so in the weeds and I'm so huge fan of inside baseball and (laughs) that's my thing. But this is like a little bit, a little bit less inside and forest for the trees. Yes, exactly. So it's been really, really fun. And, and I now know how often I say like, and you know, and, or what have you is a big one for me. (laughs) And so, so you go back and listen to yourself. I read, I read the transcription and Mm -hmm. edit the transcription. I have started to listen to myself Mm -hmm. and it's not as painful as I thought it would be. Good. Do you all do that? Never. Well, that's not true. Sometimes. Sometimes. Occasionally I do. Erica used to edit them all, which was really torture. Sheer torture. I'd have to be like doing something active. I'd have to be like on a walk or a run or like running errands or something while I was listening because other like just listening without any distraction was just, it was like nails on a chalkboard for an hour. It's funny. I like 
having those ticks and learning the things you say over and over. Thomas was saying the other day that he's been listening recently and how we used to just say 100% constantly. <laughs> Apparently 100%. now, now we say 1000%. <laughs> you 100% say 1000%. And now I also say it. <laughs> I remember at some point catching myself saying totally all the time. I probably still say it all yes. the time, but yes. we need new emphasizers. Yeah, we need new ticks. We need new ticks. <laughs> we welcome ideas for what those new ticks could be. <laughs> I've been using got it a lot. Mm, got, it. got it. Got it. Got, got it. it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh-huh. So it wraps it up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Put the cork in it. Yeah. yeah. Lauren, you're also just the ultimate guest thingies My correspondent so because you really have no, well, you come on. You always have like a strong opinion and a mm-hmm. hot take. Here's the thing. I think I came up with a good list for you, but there are things that are so basic that I also think should be revisited. And this is I feel that's like, welcome. That's welcome in this context. Okay. So everybody knows about natural wine. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Not everybody knows as much about it as you do. I do know a lot about natural Mm -hmm. wine, very into natural wine. But the thing that I'm more into is natural processed coffee beans. Tell us everything. Wow. Tell us everything. I'm glad that you kicked off with this one because it's incredibly Lauren Sherman. Well, because your household is like beverage HQ, I would say. (laughs) Beverage and condiments. Uh Mm Uh-huh. The mm-hmm. the first two shelves. Actually, it's now all of them. I'm going <laughs> to send you a photo of our refrigerator. Good. Right now, it's out of control. Please you do. probably have 15, 15 acids in that fridge. It's just <laughs> absolutely insane. So, but yes, my husband writes about food and consumer packaged goods quite a bit. He runs a publication called The New Consumer. Definitely subscribe to that after you subscribe to Business of Fashion. But we have been very into the third wave coffee movement since I'd say 2008 or so. I went to a conference in San Francisco and went to this coffee outpost in this alley in Hayes Valley. And it was called Blue Bottle. And I texted my husband, who was then my boyfriend. We're, so, we're such dorks. But I said, we should really, this coffee is amazing. It's the best coffee I've ever tasted. We should really get in, we're not interested in wine. We should really get into <laughs> coffee. And so, because we, neither of us were wine drinkers, we didn't care. So we got really into third wave coffee. Stumptown came to New York. Wait, we just, sorry, third wave coffee. That's what how what we call this. If you want to go to a city and go to a good coffee shop, just Google third wave coffee, the city. Yes. So like, well, there second, we go. I, mean, I had no idea. Uh-oh. It's like third wave I've heard feminism. of third wave feminism. That's <laughs> it. Third, oh, wow. Third wave coffee. I mean, it may be an outdated term now. I still use it because it's just easy, but it's like post Starbucks. So, so what was, was the first wave of coffee and what was I, the second? Wave? I think the first wave was I like folders. N- no, yes. like those coffee shops in in the college area of the city where they have mm, um okay. Y- you know, and then there was Starbucks. Like poetry nights. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Starbucks second wave. Second wave. Second wave and then third wave is this that you really got into the beans and the sourcing and all of that it. stuff. I, I am reeling. So, My mind is racing. I, okay. I, and I not said, because you're caffeinated. <laughs> and also it's a really good thing to search for travel tips because going back to your travel tips episode because if you search third wave and you find where the third wave coffee shops are in the city mm-hmm. there will be cute stuff around it. Yes. yes. True. Excellent. True. Excellent tip. It is it is helpful, but we just became completely obsessed with really, really good coffee. We do have a little espresso maker that we used for years that it's a Rancillo that we bought with like Amazon gift cards. I think it was six or 800 bucks or something. And we had that for years. I'm also very obsef- obsessive about my almond milk. I, I only use, are. I only use three trees, which is available at Whole Foods nationwide. So good. But so we became obsessive about coffee, made most of our first coffee in the morning at at our apartment, and then would have our second coffee. We both do two coffees, first Uh coffee, second coffee, espresso-based. Now we mostly use the AeroPress because I think it has better flavor and it's a little bit easier to manage in the mornings. But anyway, we became more and more obsessed with beans. And we would buy beans where we have a coffee grinder wherever we went. And it was super fun and and 
we went all over the world to all these different coffee shops, et cetera, et cetera. During the pandemic, we started ordering coffee from different places like Andy Town in San Francisco or Hart in in Portland, Portland, Oregon, or there's also like a bicycle coffee in Portland, Maine, or there's, I think it's called bicycle. I, I can't I remember think you're exactly. Right. And that, or like 49th Par- Parallel in Vancouver. So we started ordering coffee and we started buying coffee that was natural process. So there are a bunch of different ways this can be described. It, it might say natural process. It might say unwashed. There's also a honey process that's like between washed and unwashed. And it essentially is just a different way to process the beans. And it's very similar to natural wine. There's less, there's less intervention. These natural coffee beans, it just is a more nuanced flavor and it doesn't ever, I like very, very fruity coffee that doesn't taste burnt at all. Uh So if you like coffee that tastes a little burnt. This isn't for you necessarily. No, no, no. Uh But there it's, it's just, the most complex. There's also this other process, gesha, these gesha beans that you can get that are very expensive. But I would just say some of my favorite natural process, pretty much any of these fancy coffee shops will have a bag of natural beans, but ones that I really love are Cafe Integral in, in New York. Oh, yeah. And yeah. If you're great in branding New- that business. Mm-hmm. Great so branding. Pretty. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you're in New York, they also have an amazing, they make their own milk. So they make their own almond milk and I think coconut milk also. Mm-hmm. I Anytime I'm in New York, I make a stop. I have a loyalty <laughs> card there because it's, it's but the, the thing about the other one we really love is Dune coffee mm. roasters mm-hmm. in Santa Barbara. It, it, there are a million of them. And I think Bon Appetit actually at the beginning of the pandemic did a really good roundup of different uh, small batch coffee roasters in the US. But I, I'm just a huge fan of this natural process or really any process that is other than just traditional washed. It just, it adds more nuance and flavor to the coffee and it makes the experience so great. I also am, I am not against a 7-Eleven drip <laughs> yeah. coffee. If, yeah. It's not that I think that's bad. It's just, if you're going to really geek out on something and it's easier to geek out on this than wine because I don't drink a lot at home. And I, I do think it's a fun way to experience like a city's culture yes. and and all of that stuff. I do think it's fun to visit these shops. And if you ask about what do you have, like a lot of times these shops will have an espresso that's washed and unwashed and you get you can choose. And if you ask them, then they they are all very knowledgeable. And it's just it's a super fun hobby, essentially. And I also it just the coffee just tastes incredible. And I highly recommend an AeroPress. It's like 30 bucks. And the coffee is just, it's as the closest you're going to get to to getting it at a shop at home hmm. in terms okay. of flavor, unless you own like a $25,000 machine, which maybe some of is another some world. Of your listeners another world. Do. Yeah. <laughs> maybe one of our listeners does. Thank you so much to Thinks for sponsoring today's episode. Um, Claire, you and I talked on a recent podcast episode about our first periods and just Mm -hmm. like the various horrors involved. And I was talking to someone whose daughter recently had her first period and she was like, and so then I just bought her a like bunch of Thinks and like, and I was like, wait, Mm. this person might never have to experience a pad in her entire life. Like, or the trauma of somebody trying to tell you that like a tampon can go in. You just have to shove it and you're like, you just have to figure out what it? hole <laughs> it goes into. I mean, yes. I was, it was just like really, really remarkable. And then was like explaining how things work to the dad who was like, wait, that's amazing. How has this not existed before? I don't know. It was just a real this revelation for everyone genius. involved. Yeah. Truly genius. Oh, I'm so happy for the youth of today. I mean, you know, they can't have abortions, but they can have thanks. So congratulations. <laughs> 
happens in some very small constellation. Thinks are washable, reusable underwear that absorb your period. They look and feel just like normal underwear, but better. You can use Thinks as a total replacement to pads and tampons or as a backup to tampons or a cup to prevent leaks. Thinks period underwear come in a range of absorbencies from lightest to super that hold up to five regular tampons or two and a half regular pads worth of blood. Every pair of Thinks is made with their signature four-layer gusset technology that works to quickly absorb your period, wick away moisture, neutralize odors, and prevent leaks. Thinks are reusable and machine washable. They're so easy to wash. You just toss it into the washing machine with your other laundry and hang dry. They come in different colors and styles like hip hugger, high waist, and boy short. And they have a whole period apparel collection with active wear and sleepwear styles. So there's no more waking up to stained sheets. Thinks is size inclusive, offering all of their styles and sizes up to 4X. And they have over 14,000 five-star reviews and 1.2 million people have made the switch to Thinks. They also have a 60-day money-back guarantee. Thinks is offering our listeners $10 off your first order with the code of thing or two. Visit rethinkyourcycle.com. That's rethinkyourcycle.com to claim $10 off your first order using a thing or two. Make the switch to Thinks today. That's T-H-I-N-X. Thinks. Thinks with an X. Thank you so much to Base for sponsoring today's episode. I think, I feel like getting your own piece of luggage is a real rite of passage. 100%. Um, Like where you're not just like, you know, your parents aren't being like, pack this suitcase for vacation and like, Mm -hmm. make sure you don't like screw it up when you put it through baggage claim. Like having this thing that you own and that is yours, just, it's like so grown up. It's extremely grown up. It's incredibly adult. I just did not care about luggage at all until I think I was like 30 or something. Then I was like, Ooh, my own piece of luggage. How like novel. I I didn't think about it at all. I think it's a real marker of adulthood when you start caring about your luggage. Yes. And base feels like exactly that, like that, like, yes, you are grown up, you need grown up things. Here you are. Yes. Base was created by actress Shay Mitchell. Shout out to my fellow Pretty Little Liars fans. I am thrilled to see Shay thriving. She makes sleek and affordable bags, luggage, and accessories designed to help you travel effortlessly while still looking fashionable. Base has thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360-degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need to keep organized. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors. And for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles. You don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash a thing or two. Go to basetravel.com slash a thing or two for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash a thing or two. Thank you so much to Little Passports for sponsoring today's episode. I have to tell you, this is Cam's first year being on the school year cycle and mm-hmm. being, and I've experienced a new parenting thing, which is that- It's a journey. It's a journey. <laughs> and one thing I didn't know about until this year was that there are these terrible, awkward gaps in between when the school year ends and summer camp starts. And then there's going to be another one at the end of where summer camp ends until the school year starts. And I got to tell you, during that period of downtime where none of us knew what to do, I was so psyched to have these little passport kits to pull out and to feel like instead of just throwing a new toy at him, I was throwing an activity at him and it was educational. He built a robot. My kid's three and a half years old. He built a little cardboard robot. And I've seen him try to scooter. I can't believe he can build a robot. (laughs) He can't scoot with any real skill, but he built a robot. Um, It was thrilling. They also, I haven't given this to him yet because it's going to be a mess, but I'm really excited to do it. They gave us, they sent us one of those volcano kits. Remember Uh, with the like baking soda. Do I remember? remember? (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm really psyched. And just, I just feel like this thing's so genius. You just get a subscription. If you don't use the one, the thing right away, you will be so happy to have it in your closet. Um, perhaps your parenting journey requires a little passport. Little passports offer globally inspired award-winning kits filled with hands-on activities, all kinds of exciting stuff. Each month, little passports will send a kit packed with play-based activities, interactive crafts, puzzles, games, and stories to help kids have fun while they learn about the world around them. Whether building a solar powered robot, creating Mm -hmm. a Spanish mosaic, or playing with animal friends in the Serengeti, Kids ages three to 10 will love learning with Little Passports. Each kit contains activities that are perfect for their age and match to their interests. And Little Passports makes a perfect gift to parents or grandparents, aunts and uncles, godparents, and educators. Choose from month to month, six months, or 12 month subscriptions, whichever is right for you, and you can stop anytime. 
Share the world with your Little Explorers. With Little Passports, there's always something new to discover. For listeners of the show, Little Passports is offering new customers 50% off your first month of any subscription when you go to littlepassports.com slash a thing or two and use the promo code a thing or two at checkout. That's 50% off your first month of any subscription when you go to littlepassports.com slash a thing or two and use the promo code a thing or two at checkout. littlepassports.com slash a thing or two and a thing or two at checkout. What are your other thingies, Lauren? So this one speaks to this bigger idea I have, which is if you want to buy something, do you not try to buy the cheaper version of it? Just buy the thing that you want and buy less things mm-hmm. or wait for it to go on sale. And mm-hmm. so that brings me to Dries Van Noten t-shirts. Mm. I love it. Which Tell us everything. Okay. I... I am not a person who I've never bought a t-shirt from the row for $400 or whatever. And as you both know, I spend way too much of my salary on clothing, been in this business for a long time writing about it. And you just, you just end up spending a lot of money on clothes, but I've never been like that. However, I do find it really difficult to find t-shirts that just look really good and feel comfortable and I've just been thinking about it a lot in the last couple of years when entire world shut down. There was a writer, Amelia Petrarca, who works in New York Mag, who mentioned she loves loved entire world t-shirts and now they're gone. And there aren't, it's, it's hard if James Purse is great, they have great t-shirts, but it's hard to find a go-to t-shirt. And one of the secrets about Dries Van Noten that I learned working in the industry and going to Paris a lot is that a, his clothes are much more affordable in Europe because of taxes and things like that. Import so, duties, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And B, he actually makes really great basics. You think of Dries as being super colorful and super floral-based, print-based, but he makes amazing chinos and amazing t-shirts and sweaters. And I started going to the Dries Van Noten store in Paris a lot. And I discovered on the second floor, they had these shelves and shelves of t-shirts and in different colors, different cuts. And they were, you know, about a hundred bucks. And I bought a couple and I've just become a total convert. And the thing I will say is you may only have $25 to spend on a t-shirt and you can find these, this stuff on sale. I, I just look, they're always on Ukes, can find them on them on the outnet. And I I love the cut of the t-shirts. The fabric just feels perfect. It's a dry, not stretchy mm. fabric. And mm-hmm. you can, he does like a small, tiny tee. He does a lot of oversized tees and he does them in incredible colors. So I got one this year that's like a mint green. I have this dark green one that is is a tinier one that I wear constantly. I would not ever buy a white t-shirt at this price range, but it's just a great resource. And when you think about, it's one of those brands you just, you wouldn't think that the t-shirts were under 200 bucks, but they they are. And if you are, I wear t-shirts constantly. I wear them on the weekends. I wear them with under sweaters, I, they're a big part of my look. And so for me, it makes sense to spend a hundred bucks on a t-shirt, but I, I just highly recommend them. And I think it's just like a under utilized section of his repertoire. Like I think more people should be looking at those. And, and I do find the colors, they're really optimistic and they feel correct for the times. It's just, I'm a huge, huge fan. And, and I think he's a better basics designer than he even knows himself. And wow. I hope if you're looking for something and again, you can definitely find this stuff on sale, but it's worth it. it for me, I've bought t-shirts from fast fashion or just online players that their t-shirts 35 bucks or whatever. And mm-hmm. then I throw them out. Yeah. And these I don't throw out. I'm really, I take good care of them. So I've gotten some dry cleaned before I, to save them. I have a another rec, which is it might not be as cheap in the US, but I we just got back from Milan and we were at 10 Corso Como. And the I was trying on a pair of pants and the salesperson 
gave me a t-shirt because I'd been wearing a dress into the store. So I just needed like a t-shirt to try it on. She brought me a men's come des garçons t-shirt and I was, it was so good. And it was, I mean, it was on sale. It ended up, it was, on, it was 40% off. It ended up being like 35 bucks or something like that. Cause it was only like 60 or 70 to begin and only, you know, in scare quotes, but less than I thought it would be. And I was, yeah. I ended up buying it cause it was so cute. It was men's it, another, another wreck t-shirt wreck. I agree. I think that it, it's so, I, people often get scared off by a, like brand a brand name, name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and yeah. think, oh, it's going to be so much more expensive. Like I would have, I had never even been in the Dries store in Paris for, I went for years because it, I love his clothing, but it's, I'm not, I'm not like a floral printy person. And then I saw someone wearing a pair of the chinos and now I'm a big, it's one of the brands that I buy the most. I'm wearing a sweater right now that I got at the store here in LA, but it is one of those things that sometimes you're intimidated because of the brand name. When in reality, like a t-shirt from Acne, mm-hmm. which is a cool brand is the same price as a t-shirt from Dries Van Noten. I also think the, the spilling on a t-shirt is, is a challenge. And I definitely have started wearing an apron while I'm eating with my baby mm. and all mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a good idea, but, mm-hmm. or changing out of it. But I do think I am more careful with those because I care about them and I want them to stay nice. And I've had many of them for years and, and it's just a, a kind of secret, a secret idea, especially if you want something fun and the colors do make you feel really good. For the t-shirts that I care deeply about, of which, you know, there are like a handful, I hang them dry. Mm. Oh, that's, that yeah, sense. I do because that Because then I don't also. get the pilling, you know, mm-hmm. which is sort mm-hmm. of the like first, yeah. the first sign of decay for me. <laughs> what else, Lauren? What else do you want to share? So the next one is this blackout shade thing for a pack and play or for a crib. Mm. Whoa. It's totally safe. Essentially, my husband and I traveled a lot with our baby during the first year. And a lot of that was because I was had a very long and, and generous maternity leave. But so we were able, we went to New York for five weeks during my maternity leave. But we also, we moved to LA a couple of years ago and we have to go back and forth a lot. So the baby's been to New York, I think three times already, if not four. And so we we're just challenged with in different spaces, him being exposed to light too early or too late in the evening or in the morning. And so my husband found this, basically it's a thing. It's a ventilated thing that you drape over the pack and play or you drape Mm -hmm. over the crib and it's a blackout shade. If you have sleep trained your baby in the way that a lot of people do now using a method like 12 hours in 12 weeks in, and you have done everything to prep their room. So it's nice and dark and cool and all that stuff. And then you're suddenly traveling and there's already all this disruption. It just made his sleep so much better and is, I, I highly recommend it. It's totally a hundred percent worth it for a trip. If you're, if you're traveling with a little, I'll never forget. This was, before we had a kid and we traveled with some friends of ours who had a kid and the husband of this family enlisted Chris to help him uh, tape up black garbage bags on all of the windows in the place that we were staying. And it was such a cumbersome project. And I just remember being like, there has to be a better answer. Like this can't be, this can't just be that you travel with giant plastic black garbage bags everywhere. Totally. So this sounds like a much better answer. If you just search pack and play blackout cover, there are tons of them. You can find them on any any website and you can make sure. I was a little nervous about it because it is covering the the bed. And so how does it adhere or like what is it? Does it attach? It it goes, oh, it's almost like a tent and it goes over Uh the corners and then there is a zip zip if you wanted to vent give them more light or or what have you Uh but it kind uh of just fits tightly over yeah 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 Yeah. and there's just tons of them it's just a black blackout cover and they fit over cribs too 
So it, it, the last time we were in New York, he had a crib and we were able to use it there too. And it, it was, it was super great and, and feels like a game changer. We're going on a trip to San Francisco in August and we'll bring the pack and play and to be able to bring that and know that he'll have some semblance of his room at home is, is especially as they get older. And I think just more aware of what's happening and Mm -hmm. that he's not in the same place. It it feels like it'll be really helpful. Consistency is consistency and reliability. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What else? Do you have one more thing? So there's this thing called reship and essentially, so most websites ship internationally. But there are some businesses that still won't ship to the U.S. for whatever reasons. I don't know. A lot of Australian ones will not. Oh, that's interesting. found lately. And there's so many good Australian fashion brands. There have been for a long time. Australia. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. 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 So my husband, again, is is the one that kind of helped me with this because he bought some stuff from Korea and needed one of these. So there are these service. They're called Shipping Forwarder. And yeah. essentially what it is, is they all work a little differently, but the one I use, which is called Reship, you get an address in a place, whether that's the UK or Canada, where the company, the website ships to. Because a lot of these places ship to Canada and not the US. Hmm. There is one particular- Because of the Commonwealth? Honestly, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> but there is one particular multi- multi-category retailer owned by a very, very large Swedish fashion brand, (laughs) fashion company (laughs) that does not ship to the US. So essentially what Reship does is they give you an address and it's not a PO box. It's a real address. And it's some warehouse in Canada, somewhere in Canada. And you put your name and this address and you get like some special code in the address that identifies you. And so when I go on this website, order a bunch of baby clothes and some stuff for myself, and then I have it shipped to this address in Canada. When they get it in Canada, the address has our little code on it, my little code on it. So then the reship, the company who receives it, then ships it to the US. So it's like, I think 30 extra bucks. So you want to do a big order if you're doing this. But this website that I buy a lot of baby clothes from, I used to, when I was traveling to the UK and Europe a lot for work pre-pandemic, I would go there and buy my friend. Claire, I probably bought Mm -hmm. Cam some stuff at the store. Yeah, a sweatsuit. They just have the the best things. But essentially... I'm not going there as much anymore because of a million reasons. And so... I I desperately wanted Fritz, my son, to have this very cute corduroy suit from there. And it was the only way for me to get it. So we I ordered probably 200 bucks worth of stuff. I bought myself a dress or something and then a bunch of stuff for him. And so it was probably 30 extra bucks to do this extra step. If you're, if you're buying one tiny thing, it's not worth it. But if you're buying like a bigger piece, like a, a dress or buying a bunch of stuff in one fell swoop, it's totally worth using these reshipping services because they're not that. I think it was $30 for this huge order. So I And I it's not rec- like you have, you're paying like a subscription for a membership to it or anything like no. that. Okay. It's one off. No. Yeah. See, that yeah. makes a difference because yeah. I feel like when, so when we had of a kind, we had people that would clearly be using freight forwarding services for our orders, but our understanding yeah. at that time, at least, was that they were shipping multiple orders from U.S. Mm-hmm. retailers to an address and then consolidating those packages and shipping them all at once. And it was like they there was like a you know oh, monthly yeah. fee or an annual right. fee or something, which is just a whole other thing to bite off. Yeah, no, reship, you just do one, one and done. <laughs> and great. they have your info. So That's I've great. ordered from this one website a couple of times and it's just, it's almost too easy of how how quickly it happened and and how quickly I I got the stuff. And reship will accept packages from anybody who ships to Canada? Is that the idea? Essentially, the yeah. 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 Or the, or the UK. UK. I just did Canada because it's closer to us and I figured maybe well. just yeah, exactly. I and do it felt think- like it would be cheaper to do it that way. Baby stuff is the stuff that I encounter the most frustration of this sort with where 
there's just so many European brands that make really beautiful stuff that's really hard to find in the U.S. So like Lywood, I always complain about. And I feel like that's what I'm going to end up using this thing for. Totally. There was a, there's a company that, there are so many baby brands out of the Netherlands or baby yes. businesses out mm-hmm. of them. Ralfred is very excited about this. Yeah. Whole <laughs> so is Cam. You can probably hear him too. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a game changer. And it still really fr- frustrates me that this company does not just ship to the US. I don't <laughs> understand why, but you know, I'm there sure are ways to reasons. get around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And yeah. if you and if you love, if you buy a lot of stuff from Asia, there are very specialized services that do it for mm. Korea and Japan in particular. Hmm where I think the one my husband uses is called My Shopping Buddy or something like that. And they will actually, I think they place the order for you also because huh, they, wow. because even with Google Translate, it's hard and all yeah. that stuff. No, so. Japan, I remember there was stuff that I wanted when we got back from our honeymoon and trying to purchase it and get it here was impossible. Crazy. Love this. Lauren, Lauren this has thank been you. an absolute joy. Can we were helpful. So oh, come on. Come You're on. perfect at this. Highly specific. It's, it's insightful, yeah. all of it, all of it. Okay, just to recap, people need to listen to your new podcast, The Debrief. They need to listen to your old podcast, The Needle and the Mouse. Also, we didn't mention that they should sign up for your personal newsletter, Lauren, in the afternoon. Let's prioritize The Debrief because the other Fine. two things happen very sporadically. But yes, <laughs> I, am, I am sending out, I wrote a newsletter a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to send it out this weekend. It's fun. And I'll have links to a bunch of the stuff I've written Great. Over the past year. Great. That's the show. Hey, you two. Um, I just wanted to call. This is actually mostly a message for Erica because a long time ago on the podcast, you talked about how now we're cooking with gas is or was like a advertising propaganda slogan for big gas from the 1930s. And one of my favorite Instagram influencers signed Blake, if you're not already following her, I highly recommend, was just saying on her stories that this whole time she thought it was now we're cooking with grease. And maybe there are some like vegan implications there, but that is going to be my new version of that saying, because I personally think that grease makes everything more delicious. Um, anyway, love y'all. Bye. This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us make this podcast happen, especially to our wonderful producer, Ali Slice. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. And if you have ideas for our show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com too. If you love the show, consider supporting it by signing up for a secret menu also at a thing or two HQ.com. 